This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. What is up, family? Welcome to Speak. Y'all know what it is. It is time for kickoff. No, no, no. Literally. We're less than four hours away from kickoff. The NFL season is here. We have waited 207 days. You have patiently waited 207 days. But Chiefs, Lions, three hours, 50 minutes. I cannot wait to get it started. 2-5, don't you fumble this rock. Don't you fumble this rock, Marsh, for the God. James Jones. What's crack? Far in. What's up with it? Man, what's going down? It's man? all good. It's all we do good. have football. We do have football. George Taylor, how we living? Oh, it's the best day. <laughs> the best day. Thank God. Thank God. Football does. Football is have been waiting. Eagles all-time rushing leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. Great <laughs> <laughs> ratio for you. The stats. Every 325 carries, I will get one fumble. That's just it. know that. That's it. So you say boss security, just yeah. know that. My dog. And your boss Okay, 2-5. Terrible. Let's get right to the question. Chiefs, Lions, it is a huge game. Who needs to make the biggest statement today? You need a player or you need a team? Give me both, big dog. I'm going with this player is not a player. He's a coach. Mm. Dan Campbell. Mm. I got to see it, bro. Listen. The, the Chiefs, I know who the Chiefs are. I know what they got. I know what they've been doing in the past. I know what they're going to do in the future. But right now, this game, Chris Jones is not there. No, he's not. Right? Travis Kelsey is not there. No, he's not. Big dog. All we keep hearing about is how, how Detroit, they're getting better every year. Every year, they're getting better. I'm tired of hearing about the speeches. I need to see some action. <laughs> yeah. So, Dan Campbell, the pressure's on you. I need to see you ball tonight. And think about this. If you win this game, you know what this will do for the confidence of your team? Yeah. You beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead? Yep. Listen, I'm going to say it again, man. The pressure's on you. I got to see it. I Sh- got to see it. Shady, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I do not buy the hype in the Detroit Lions. I am isolated Ooh. on a boat by myself because I don't believe yet in the Detroit Lions. I don't have reason to. No doubt. Let me remind every one of you at home that the Jared Goff era Detroit Lions are 1-14 in, in the months of September and October. 1-14. Uh. Let me remind you all that we are celebrating a Detroit Lions team because they won nine games. Did they make the playoffs last year? No, they did not. They won nine games, and yet we hail them as if they made the playoffs. So Dan Campbell, head coach, it's on you. They said you got the pieces. First-round running back. First-round linebacker. Armand Rossi Brown at uh, wide receiver. Jared Goff pro bowler last year. They said you got the pieces. Let me see it materialize into dubs, Joy Taylor. That's where I'm at. It's Jared Goff. It's Dan Campbell. I need to see a statement from them. I hear you on Dan Campbell, and you are right. Dan Campbell needs to have a good game tonight. Well coached, well prepared. Mm-hmm. It should look fluid. I hear you on all that. Jared Goff has played in the Super Bowl. Mm. He has. He has. Jared Goff has played in the Super Bowl. So yeah. I know what Jared Goff is capable of. What I need to see is this Detroit defense mm-hmm. put up a performance yeah. tonight. You don't have Travis Kelsey out there. Nope. We can make excuses for any team that's lining up across from Travis Kelsey. He's one of the greatest to ever do it, and Patrick Mahomes has thrown him the ball. But he's not going to be there tonight. So this defense that allowed 21, 25.1 points per game last, last year, tied for third worst in the NFL, gave up over 27 points over nine times and 28 on, points eight times. Can't do it. That's Come bad, on, coach. Man. That's bad, coach. And you want to talk about all the pieces that they have on offense and Jared Goff and what he has to prove. 
They were ranked fifth in the NFL, that offense, last year. Mm -hmm. They were one of four teams to score 30-plus points eight times. The other teams to do it were the Chiefs, Mm -hmm. the Bills, and the 49ers, all elite teams. So if the defense did their job last year, they would have had a different season. So to me, this story of this season is about the Detroit defense Mm -hmm. and if they can improve. I mean, excellent points. Uh, but players win games, last mm-hmm. time I checked, That's right? True. No that matter how good your coach is on the sideline, you got to trot out there and you got to win games. The reason why we halfway believing at this table instead of Acho is because Jared Goff. Jared Goff has came in there, first winning season since Matthew Stafford. Right. Mm-hmm. You are trying to make the Detroit Lions your football team. This is a contract year for you to let them know I can get this thing done. Very true. Right? We have all the pieces around you to go out there and get it done, right? We got you uh, Montgomery in the backfield. Mm -hmm. We go draft you a running back that could catch and do everything out of the backfield, out of Gibbs. You have really good receivers on on the outside. No Chris Jones. Where the pass rush come? You, you probably going to have some nice time back there today. Jared Goff has to deliver today and let the Detroit Lions organization know that I got you. Mm. You in good hands. Give it to me. Give me that money. He has to play with If they don't win this game, Joy, then the reason, I'll just laugh. Like, literally, if, if the Lions lose Same to the Chiefs Detroit, tonight, man. I'll laugh. And mm. it's not because they're not playing the champs. The Chiefs are the champs. Yeah. But if you cannot beat a Kansas City Chiefs team in week one, let's disregard Travis Kelsey not being there and Chris Jones not being there. It's week one. Your best shot to beat the Chiefs is likely before they get going, yeah. before they get rolling. Remember, last year the Colts beat the Chiefs, I believe it was week four of the regular season. It did, so, it did. Yeah. So, like, your best shot at beating the Chiefs is why they still halfway sleep. Yeah. But now they don't have Chris Jones. Mm. And they don't have Travis Kelsey. If you can't beat him then, it's just telling me that the gap between the Lions and the Chiefs, it, it's so sizable that I just can't really take you seriously. That Colts win over the Chiefs was actually week three of last season. Andy Reid off a of bye is like, oh, yeah. I think, the best in history. Yeah. Best numbers, yeah. Yeah, so this is like a long bye. Mm-hmm. Now, where I would agree with you is them having, them being without two of their best three players in Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. That's where I feel like this is the true measure of what the Lions are. Because Patrick Mahomes was 5-0 and in, in week one games. Andy Reid is unbelievable when he has time to prepare. The best ever actually. So it's more about them missing these pieces. It's more about Chris Jones not being there, them having a lot of time on offense. It's more about Travis Kelsey not being there, that struggling defense last year, not having to account for one of the greatest players in the history of the game. That, to me, is what will measure how they are. If they played a a close game down to the wire with the Chiefs, would you feel the same way about the Lions? No. Tonight, missing Chris Jones and Kelsey? Yeah. I would just be like, same old. They'll win 8-9. Don't on the road, yeah. on the road, week one against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. If they played a game down to the wire, you would feel the same way. But, but that's hold on, but that's who they are. So, so and we, if you look at all the games last year, right? It's rocky start in the beginning, mm-hmm. but all a lot of their losses were, were that close, close down to the wire. They would lose. They would find a way to lose, <laughs> but it'll be close. So it will be like the same thing. But I think the difference here, what, what makes this game interesting, is because now. When you prepare for a, a team, you're preparing for certain players, right? You made a joke about it, I think, last week where there's going to be someone in 87 jersey. All yeah. week you've seen it. All, <laughs> for, for two weeks because you had so much longer to prepare. 87, when they do this, he does this motion. Or if he looks this way, you're looking for this guy. Now he's not even there. Correct. So it's like, damn, coach, we had to worry about this guy. Correct. Now he's not there. This is the best chance for the, the Lions to even beat a team like the Chiefs. Yeah. Chris Jones is not there. He's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then Travis Kelsey... Yeah. Being in the locker room, and not even the locker room, being in the field, being in the offense, where they're trying to get Patrick, or they're trying to get Patrick Mahomes to key it up with yeah. Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. That's yes, what they sir. want to do. 
and they built off of that. So when we give this team this look with Kelsey, we should get this reaction. Yep. That's when all the other pieces come into play. But when your main weapon is not there, where's the decoys at? Yeah. And my thing is, too, though, coming off of last season, we have this team. Some people got them winning the division. See, the, the Lions. Some, I do. Some I've people got the, the Lions winning the division. Yeah, some people got them winning a the playoff game, right? So the hype around them. It's, it's kind of real because of Jared Goff, them winning nine games, the division being weak. But at the end of the day, it's about competing. Yeah. And you talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, no Travis Kelsey, no Chris Jones, and you don't win this game? Like Shady says, what are we talking about? We yeah. cannot take you guys serious of really being a contender or getting to the playoffs and getting something done if you can't beat a Chiefs team without two of their best players. And again, we still are waiting to see if Kelsey will actually be out. But to talk really kind of the X's and O's of it, because we keep telling y'all, and Shady's done it masterfully, well, the game plan changes. Yeah. On defense, you might have a call, Joy, one taxi. Mm-hmm. One taxi, it's cover one, taxi, the T, double the tight end. You might have a call, one double. Obviously, America, one double the tight end. You might have a call, one star. Star, double the star player. That's Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. If Travis Kelsey's not out, mm-hmm. you don't have to double team everybody. Oh. So now both of those safeties can just find work. As opposed to having to initially double a player from the outset, now both of those safeties can find work and help wherever work is needed. That really, from an X and O standpoint, is why Travis Kelsey's absence means so much because now the Detroit Lions, Shady, rather than knowing, hey, on third down, we have to double this man. Instead, they're like, hey, on third down, you find work over here, you find work over here, and it makes it that much harder on the Chiefs to You know what? I'll give you a better example. That was a good one. But um, for me playing, we were playing the 49ers and Navar Bowman. Mm-hmm. Now, Patrick Willis was a beast. Ooh, but but Navar was more like, um, like he could cover linebackers. He could cover the running backs, yep. cover some tight ends. He didn't need help. You know, uh, Patrick didn't really cover it as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when we had a game plan for him the whole week, and he didn't play, we're like, oh, he didn't play him? So now I was running routes on the linebackers. They had the backup, killing them, blah, 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 yeah. killing them. So what they did was they brought the safety in the box uh-huh. and took out uh, the linebacker they had for the replacement. For, for Bowman, right? Mm-hmm. But check it out. Now we start running the ball. Yeah, you can run it. Because now you have a safety in there. So when you talk about game planning for a player, he's there the whole week. Yeah. And then around, what, Tuesday, I guess Kelsey had the injury. Now he's not there no more. We, ex- we exploited that the whole game. And not only that, Kelsey's going to win. Kelsey, yeah. Kelsey shown, is going to win. Kelsey has shown us year <laughs> in, game in, practicing, whatever it is, that he is going to win the one-on-one matchups. Yes, he is. Now these young receivers that they have out there, They are going to get challenged tonight, right? It is going to be press coverage in your face. They are going to get challenged, right? You have to be on time when it's press coverage, right? Like, Patrick Mahomes is great at throwing you open, but these throws when it's press coverage, they have to be on time. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes was on time. I'm looking to see how this is going to play out because these young receivers are going to be challenged. Can they win consistently? Joy, who are you watching more intently for the Chiefs on offense? Andy Mm -hmm. Reid? Or Patrick Mahomes? Mm. Like, who are you paying a more keen eye to knowing if Travis Kelsey is gone? We don't know. We will let you know as soon as we do. If he's confirmed out, who are you paying a more keen eye to? Is it Reed or is it Mahomes? I mean, I think it's Andy Reed because he's going to be getting creative without his biggest piece out there that accounts for a quarter of the production on the offensive side of the ball. But Patrick Mahomes is going to make it work, too. All this we're saying, they're still favored by four and a half at home. And they should be. They they are the Chiefs. Right. We did this this last year. Right. But we did this last year with the Chiefs when Tyreek Hill left. Yeah. We're like, how are they going to get it done on offense? All of us were asking that question. 
And we kept asking the same question all the way through to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So maybe, just maybe, this isn't as untalented of a team as we are kind of speaking about them. Like, okay, Kelsey is gone. He's a major part. It's a major piece to be without, for sure. And we're all interested to see what it looks like without him and without Tyreek Hill. Right. Chris Jones isn't oh, there. How's that going to look? That's yeah. gonna be but this is still the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I think Kadarius Tony's going to make some, some big, big noise today. He has to. But, but you asked her a question. Can I answer that? Please do. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. I, I feel like as an offensive player, you have your favorites, right? Mm-hmm. We, when we, it was third and one or third and two, we got to have it. Yeah. Hey, coach, look, yeah. we go on the left side. Okay. Left side is Jason, Jason Peters. Jason Peters. Right? All day. So as a quarterback, even when they had Tyreek Hill, it was a tough time, right? We going to Kelsey. Yep. People don't really know that. They, yep. the Kelsey's the number one over there. Even when they had Tyreek Hill. Yep. So now... When you, need a, when you need a first down, it's tight. Where are you going? That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm looking at Mahomes to see where he picks to, to go to when it's tough. Think about this before we had to break. Patrick Mahomes has played 94 games, including playoffs. He's played 92 of them with Travis Kelsey. Ooh. Travis Kelsey's absent. This will be a shocker to Patrick Mahomes as it is to us as well. All right, when we return, the 49ers star player George Kittle said the Super Bowl window might be closing. Do we agree? Or is that crazy? That's next on Speak. Don't forget, you can check us out every day on the Fox Sports channel on Sirius XM. I can't wait till we pick that game. Hey, college football fans. Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, let's get to second and short. It's our second topic of the day. Got to keep this one tight, but it's so important. Nick Bosa, reigning defensive player of the year. He is back on the practice field with the 49ers after signing really one of the biggest defensive contracts in the history of the sport, $170 million. But star tight end and teammate George Kittle said that he understands their Super Bowl window could be closing. I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't agree with it, James yeah. Jones. But starting with you, do you agree with Kittle that the Niners Super Bowl window is closing? No, I don't. I believe they're in a really good situation. And the reason why is you got a young quarterback under contract, right? They always say when you're able to draft a quarterback and he starts playing well, you got him under contract. Now we can pay some other people, get some key free agents in there and go win. That's exactly what the Niners have right now. Mm-hmm. You have a young quarterback that you don't got to pay no money no time soon, no big money, and you can be able to go out there and get some free agents and all that. So I do not agree with Kittle. I think their window is wide open to go out here and compete year after year and have a chance to win some Super Bowls. Where you at on this one, Joy? These windows don't stay open forever. You know how I feel about the 49ers the past couple of years. I, I don't think it's closing next year, but it's not going to last forever. You know there's a lot of turnover at key positions. You've got a plan to pay people eventually. If Brock Purdy is what they think he is, they are going to have to pay him after two years. So... I don't think he's entirely wrong. We envision these teams as lasting the way that they are for 
decades at a time. It just doesn't work that way. And you have really, really high-end talent that is in their prime right now that you have to capitalize on. You never know what's going to happen. You never know when somebody's going to be injured, and particularly with this team, somebody's going to get injured. It's the most injured team in the NFL. So I, I'm, I'm torn on this because I do think that they still have a good two years to get it done. But is that a really long window if you aren't sure what you are going to have at the quarterback position? I'm with both of y'all to some degree. I don't think it's closing, but I do think it's as wide open as it's ever been. I don't think the 49ers window has ever been more wide open Mm -hmm. than it is right now. Who is in the NFC? The Cowboys, the Eagles, the Niners, and then there is a massive gap between the first tier and the second tier. I would argue a more massive gap than we have seen in the NFC in a mighty long time. When I look at the Niners' defense, 2-5, the reason I don't think it's closing, Fred Warner, 26, Dre Greenlaw, 25, Hufunga, 23, Ward, 25. So when I think about those pieces on defense, the elder, oh, I didn't even talk about, my bad. That's on me. I ain't even talking about Bosa, who I believe is 25, 26, not looking at it in front of me, but Bosa's not an older player. So I don't think it's closing to five. What I really think is it's as wide a gap as it's ever been. There's no Aaron Rodgers in the Mm -hmm. NFC. There's no Tom Brady in the NFC. Matthew Stafford and his team are maligned. Kyler Murray is, is maligned. So I don't see the NFC being as historically tough as it's been. It ain't closing. It's wider than it's yeah. ever been. I don't think it's closing at all. I mean, we look at this, their team. First of all, one thing you said, the NFC is wide open, yeah. right? Uh, you got the Eagles. You got you got the Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. Then you got the Cowboys. <laughs> then you got the Niners. But other than that, I mean, who else is there? So that's one part of it. And the second part is the team. First of all, the Niners, they draft very well. Yeah. A lot of players that you just named, other than Ward, I can think of, were drafted there. So... If your quarterback is not expensive, he's a rookie, he's on a rookie contract, that's always a plus. Yep. So, therefore, you, get, you can pay more players because he's on a rookie contract. But then if you look at all the other players, say, hey, we drafted Kittle. Mm-hmm. All our wide receivers, we drafted them dudes, mm-hmm. right? Now, you go out there, you get an add addition like um, CMC and the running backs. But overall, they draft so well on offense and defense where you're not nervous that if we lose a guy to free agency that you're worried because you can draft other players. So, I think they have a big window. I truly do. And, they're, and, they're, and last thing, they're coached very well. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan was a good coach. Yeah. Like, right now, in my opinion, he's a top-five coach. Yeah. And then you talked on defense, all the young dudes. I didn't even get we, to the Brock Purdy, I mean, rookie year, de, uh, rookie. rookie contract, right? Debo Young, Brandon Ayuk, he ain't um, even got, got his yeah. second one yet. You got what I'm saying? So they're still a young offense, too. They playmakers on offense is young. So like you said, this window is so wide open for the Niners, for me, strictly because you're able to build around your young quarterback without having to give him 200. Too much money, yeah. I guess what will take them over the hump then is the next question. That's really the question that's important. They have gotten to the apex 2019 versus LaShawn McCoy and the Chiefs. The Niners, Chiefs, Super Bowl, Niners lose. Lost. Two consecutive. Oh, my baby. <laughs> Two consecutive NFC Championship games last year, the year before. But, Joy, they seemingly can't get over the hump. Do you think that they can do it with Brock Purdy, with Kyle Shanahan's ideology of, hey, we're going to load up everywhere else, mm-hmm. and at quarterback, we're going to be uh, have a great player in my system. Maybe not a great player in general, but a great player in my system. It don't matter. In Shanahan, we trust, right? Church of Shanahan. Mm. <laughs> we shall have a defense. We shall have a wild running game. We shall have a kittle, but we shall not have a starting quarterback. Is what we shall not have, and you will be fine with it. And that is how you're going to live your life as a Niners fan. That's what it's been. What is Jimmy Garoppolo? Make him throw on third down in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I like Jimmy. 
That's not a starting quarterback. That's not a franchise quarterback. A starting quarterback, sure. That's not a franchise quarterback. Brock Purdy is, was the last pick in the NFL draft, had a tremendous run last year. I don't want to dig into the numbers all the way and the teams that they beat and all that, you know, whatever, semantics. But those semantics might come up this year. We're going to see what Brock Purdy is. This has always been the position of question with this team. It's why I'm frustrated. I feel like I'm more frustrated for Niners fans than Niners fans are frustrated. I know they're in, they're, it's, it's part of the cult, so I get it. It's very difficult to have these conversations. But this team is so talented. It's crazy the talent that they have on this team. It's like all-time talent. Yeah. You know, what, what's, what is the thing that's holding them back, Emmanuel? Mm. That's an easy one. Don't what think, is don't the thing that's holding them back? Don't think about back? it. Don't you say crazy. QB? Would I say QB? What other? What? Answer the questions. I'm being serious. Brock got hurt last year, though. <sighs> he got hurt. Yeah. No, no, no. He didn't get hurt. Got he was hurt. removed by the Eagles' defense they from hurt the game. Him. Yes, they hurt him. Yeah, he got hurt. <laughs> they hurt him. <laughs> I mean, we do that. He didn't. He didn't like trip. Not, no, no, no. You know, I'm saying, but I, I guess my thought is very simple. If the if the Niners had the quarterbacks that we hope they have. If. It's always if. What is the position? No, say they did. Say they did. I'll remove the word if. Assume the Niners had the quarterback we want them to have. I don't think they would have the roster that they have. So unless they're the Philadelphia Eagles, who both have star quarterback and really good roster, though their roster this year is not the same as their roster last year, unless they're the Eagles, then it's, it's hard to have both. And even we'll see this it, year. It's not hard to have both. Every other team in the league is trying to do it that way, except for the 49ers. So, so to me, this is always the 49ers experiment. We're going to load up and have talent, wild talent mm -hmm. in every position, and we're always going to have a question at the quarterback position. When point. everyone is doing something one way and you're doing it the other way, then it should work if you continue to so, do it that way, right? Correct. And, but it is to some degree. But, but Are on, you on. winning a Super Bowl? Did you so, win a Super Bowl? The, Six the, playoff wins since 2019. Is the goal to win playoff games or is the goal to win Super Bowl? You I like goals. You, What's the goal? What's the goal of the season? Is the goal of the season to be competitive? Is it get to NFC Championship game? Is it to make a Super Bowl appearance? So, or is it to win a Super Bowl? So but you can't do one without so the other. What I, that's what I'm saying, though, right now. I'm, I'm listening to all y'all talk right now. And... We keep going quarterback. We keep going, uh, what it, the head coach. The head coach needs to find ways to win. I understand Brock Purdy got hurt last year, but you went out and got Jimmy G, mm -hmm. right? They went out and signed Jimmy G to big money, right? You thought Jimmy G could get it done in your system, right? NFC playoff games, you have lost. Super Bowl, you have lost. And we're going to say two of them because you was with the Falcons when y'all blew that lead, right? So at one point, we got to point the finger at the head coach. We are saying that this roster is the most talented roster in the National Football League, right? And that's including the quarterback spot, too. People pick the Niners as one of the most talented no teams. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And I don't want to take it there, but if this was Coach Mike, boy, a lot of this blame would be on Coach Mike. So at one point, we got to look at the head coach to find ways to get you over but that hump. He, I guess here's my, here's my issue with this conversation in general. My issue with the conversation, and this is just where I am philosophically, I don't punish somebody more for going and losing than I do the individual who didn't go at all. So when I look at the Niners and I look at Kyle Shanahan, only Andy Reid has won more playoff games in the last five years. Only Andy Reid, who Shady submits, and I would agree, is the greatest coach of all time. So I can't punish Kyle Shanahan more than I will punish every other coach in football because Kyle Shanahan quite literally does a better job, except for you can say right. Sean McVay because he won a Super Bowl in the last several years. You can say Andy Reid, and maybe you can say Doug Peterson if you would like because he won a Super Bowl in 2018. But I can't punish him, James, for going and losing more than I punish the ones who only, ain't even only gone. The only reason why I say that is because 
Andy Reid was a great coach in Philly. He was. You understand was. what I'm saying? He but was. they like, man, you are not winning that big one. Right? That, 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 that was the knock on Andy Reid before he went to the Chiefs. Andy Reid, excellent coach, coming out of bye weeks, winning playoff games, doing like excellent. But he did not win the big one. And when he went to Kansas City and he finally won the big one, then that's when we started talking about greatest coach of all time. So for me, we talk about Kyle Shanahan really like he is one of the greatest coaches of all times, one of the greatest minds, and he hasn't won the big one. And we always find a ways to point fingers at everything else except the head football coach. You're not wrong. You're not wrong about that. Okay, well, when we return, we got to talk about the game that is tonight. Less than four hours away, Chiefs-Lions in the opener. But who's under the most pressure? Is it Pat Mahomes? Is it Andy Reid? Is it Jared Goff? How about those first-round picks? Jack Campbell, Jameer Gibbs. We'll break it all down for you next on Speak. Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. We are in third and long, our third topic of the day, and this one is the most important. Tonight's game, Chiefs-Lions. It gets started in a few hours. Remember, all-pro Travis Kelsey, he is in question. Chris Jones, star defensive lineman, he is likely out for the Chiefs. But Mahomes is a perfect 5-0 in season openers. On the other side, Jared Goff, 1-1 in primetime games with the D. Detroit Lions. James Jones, a lot of pressure in my mind on Jared Goff. Yeah. September and October with the Lions, he is 1-14 as a starter. It all starts tonight. 1-14, mm-hmm. but I'm not making this up. Yeah. But who in your mind is under the most pressure tonight? Most pressure? I'm going away from Detroit, and I'm going to this receiver core for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? If Travis Kelsey is not able to go, these receivers are going to get challenged tonight. When you look at these receivers, it is a lot of young receivers, right? Either second-year guys coming with Patrick Mahomes, first-year guys. Sky Moore didn't really play a lot last year, second-year guy, right? MVS coming over from the Packers, yep. being the third receiver for the Packers, he's a second-year guy with him. Then you got Ross. You got Justin Ross, who's, who's really a rookie because yeah. he did not play last year. You got Rice that you drafted. He's a rookie. So these young players are going to get challenged. They are going to have press coverage, man-to-man in their face. Can they win? And like I said, not just one time, can you win consistently? And Patrick Mahomes' chemistry with these guys, he didn't really play a lot with these dudes in preseason like that, you know? So I'm looking forward to see these young receivers answer the bell with Patrick Mahomes, and I'm looking at this timing to see if they can get this thing rolling. Where are you at, Joy? I think this is a more important game for the Chiefs because of the AFC and how tight it's going to be. But if the Lions lose tonight, we're going to turn on them so fast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just be like, y'all, come on. So, <laughs> so fast. Come and on. and it's, it's not really right because it's not fair. they're underdogs. I think it depends, too, though, how they they're, lose. they're on the road. Yeah. Yes, but that's why, I say, that's why I stick with the defense. Like, the offense did their job last year. We talk about Jared Goff losing those games, and I understand we like to consider wins and losses a quarterback 
I do statistic. Personally. Yes. Uh, yep. But it's tough to argue that when the offense is putting up 27 points mm-hmm. every game. And the defense has given up 28 yeah. points every game or more. So it, it's, uh, uh, that's why there's nuance to that stat. We can, this is a perfect example of that. Jared Goff did his job, and the offense did their job last year. Who didn't do their job was the defense. How many points are you supposed to ask this offense to, so, to score? This isn't like, – we don't think of them as a prolific offense. That's a lot of points to score in an NFL game week in and week out. So to me, it's all, it's all on the defense. You don't – well, we're assuming that Travis Kelsey is not going to be there. That's a blessing for the <laughs> Detroit defense. Take that blessing. Reward your offense by getting some stops or at least trying to. And look like, you know – we're all right for seeing the kneecap light. We've, we've leaned in, Dan Campbell. We're here. We believe in you. Reward everybody by the growth that you show by going out and on the road and beating the championship team. This is an easy one for me. Danny boy, come on now. You got the question. Dan Campbell, we got to see it. I mean, every year we talk about how, man, I'm lying. They're scrappy. They're getting better and better and better. Defense wasn't that good. What did they do? They went out there and got a lot of defensive pieces. Yep. So now we got to see it. I think all the buzz of who's going to win the NFC North, some people say, you know, the Bears. Yep. I'm saying the Lions. And this is the start right here. Prove me right. You're going against the Chiefs? Well, uh, not the Chiefs. You're going against <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs without Travis Kelsey, without Chris Jones. And it'll still be a task because that's a really, really good team. But I think at this point, if they don't win this game, we cannot continue to keep saying how good the Lions really are. Dare I say a player who's not playing is under the most pressure. See, I would submit that Chris Jones is under the most pressure tonight. Mm, And the reason being is if the defense goes out there and plays well enough to win, you just lost a little bit, not a lot of it, but a little bit of money. If the defense goes out there and they do lose, now people are going to look at you even more sideways like, bruh, you just cost us a game. Keep in mind, Nick Bosa just got signed. Brian Burns, star pass rusher for the Panthers, he's actually reported Mm. to practice. Christian Wilkins, star defensive tackle for the Miami Dolphins, he wants a deal, but he's like, hey, I'm just going to keep practicing and playing until the deal gets done. Joe Burrow, he needs no introduction. His deal is not done, but his deal is supposed to happen. Word on the street is Chris Jones is watching the game from a suite inside the stadium. Mm -hmm. So he is going to be ushered through all those fans. Right. Is they going to look at his 6'3", 290-pound, yeah. And if he watches his team lose, okay. they going to feel some type of way. Are you serious? They have to. He heating it up, huh, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you he pissing me off. Why? Well, because, yeah. see, some, a lot of times with, as athletes, we forget that this football thing, this is our job. No it's doubt. Our so... You not hold up, hold up, play. Talk hold to up. me, talk to me. You not come me. up and speak with this nice little pseudo, <laughs> and they paying you underneath your, your value, right? It's the same thing. So even if they go out there and they win or lose, whatever it is, it's not his fault if they lose. Now I will say this: the Chiefs has always struggled to stop the run, mm-hmm. and now you take a big sucker like that, no doubt, you take him out. Let me let me give it to you like this though, two five, and here is why. Not every athlete is created equally. Not every person is created equally. We all have varying opinions on this desk. Here's what I know, and call me selfish, call me whatever you will. If I am starting linebacker for the Chiefs, and all of a sudden that offensive lineman is on me every single play because I have a backup defensive tackle instead of Chris Jones, by the third quarter when we get gashed, I'm going to feel some type of way. How do you feel some type of way with a ring on your finger that Chris Jones helped put there? Because it's a new season, it's a new day. I've been in the situation with teammates that have been in contract disputes. I remember Michael Kendricks, linebacker, was in a contract dispute with the Eagles. And I was like, bro, I know you need to get your money, but we also need you no, to no. get here for several so weeks. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I felt like hold that. Hold on, 
That's last crazy. Time, last time That's I crazy. checked, first show. off, last time Dang. I checked, when you making big time money and you ain't playing well, they don't pull you up in there and say, hey, man, look, man, we're thinking about giving you a raise and all that. No, they come up in there and say, look, this is what you need to take, pay cut, right? Or we finna cut you and get you up out of here. So as football players, when we have the upper hand, you got to go get your bread. No doubt. So you know no who I'm doubt. blaming this on? I'm blaming this on up top. I'm blaming this on Andy Reid and the guys that get the contracts done over there. This is your fault, right? Sure. So as a linebacker, when you are getting dudes on you now because you do not have to double-team Chris Jones, yep. you know what you come off the field or in that locker room? saying go out there and hurry up and sign Chris Jones sure. right? that's how much he means I don't care if the Chiefs win or lose this game it's not about winning or losing this game for the Chiefs it's about winning another Super Bowl sure. and if 95 yeah. is not in there I don't care if they win 13 games they not going to the Super Bowl yeah. without 95 point blank period I, I'm not even saying I disagree with you what I'm saying is this there's a lot of pressure on Chris Jones tonight in the sense that how this game goes and what happens in the outcome of this game will dictate some emotions internally. That's all I'm saying. Like, Maybe it will, but Chris, it's not Chris's job to get the deal done. Like, that's the point. Patrick, and, and, and furthering that, Patrick Mahomes took less money, Travis Kelsey took less money than they're worth, than they could hold out and get, so that they would have money to sign a Chris Jones and have him in the building. No, there, none of them are signing the checks. There are sure. people that are responsible for putting, the, putting it together, putting the caps together, measuring the money, and signing the checks. And none of them are wearing jerseys. So I hear you that it might be like, damn, if we had Chris out there, maybe we would have got that game. But to, but to James's point, they're not worried about the Lions. They're worried about February. Who's right. the they you speak of? The Chiefs and the players. See, they, they know that they're not winning a Super Bowl without Chris Jones. That's just where I disagree. And again, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I view it differently. I'm simply saying that if I'm on a football field in the middle of the third quarter, if LaShawn McCoy just broke for a 75-yard touchdown run, I'm not thinking about uh, 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 the Hunt family. I'm not sitting there thinking about... God, I wish Brett Veach would have signed that. Personally, I'm not. I'm but, not saying but, you're wrong. I'm just saying but, I'm not what, thinking about, about it. I'm saying, about, God, dog, I wish Chris was out what here. What about more of like when, 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 when the, the, the tackle or the guard gets upon you, he's slamming you down, and you're thinking, if I had my D tackle, what happened? Correct. But I'll be looking up, not at the coach. I'll be pissed off looking up at the sky, at, at, the, at the booth <laughs> where the owners be at. Like, bro, <laughs> we need him. For real? And, and that's the thing. When it comes to them, see, when it comes to that paper and that money, I understand it. Listen, Fair. bro. If you don't want to play because you need your money, I get that. Sure. You got a family because as players, we're not thinking when we're 65. Yep. We don't need that money. Yeah. You're thinking about right now. Correct. So I, don't, I never look at the player like you tripping. No, no, no. no I look at the ownership. Yeah. Listen, we need you to get this dude paid. If you don't get paid, how are we going to win? That's it. What about this, though? Because I'm thinking about the outlier of the whole situation. And again, okay. what I love about this show, we all have different vantage points. Shay, do you think about money? You got paid. I didn't get paid. So when I was in the National Football League, I'm playing league minimum. I'm on special teams. So when I'm seeing Shady sit out for an extra five, ten million dollars, I'm sitting here like, bro, just go. I'm over here playing for. So I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about my life differently, obviously, from my vantage point. My thought though is, no other player currently is still holding out. Mm -hmm. Brian Burns, eight sacks, nine and a half sacks, nine and a half sacks, twelve sacks. The Rams offered two first round picks for him, mm -hmm. pass rusher for the Panthers. He went to walk through yesterday. Yeah. Like I said last year, remember Roquan Smith for the Bears? Yep. Roquan Smith, second best linebacker in all of football. He held out all the camp. I want my money, Bears. They were like, sorry, we're not paying you. He said, I right, well, I'm not gonna let my guys down. He showed up, ended up getting hundred million dollars, highest paid contract for a linebacker in the history of the National Football League, off-ball linebacker. Mm -hmm. So I'm I am just wondering, James, as I'm like, there's only one. A lot of cats do need to get paid. Christian Wilkins, as Joy knows, watching yeah. the Miami Dolphins, he needs to get paid. Yeah. Joe Burrow, mm -hmm. duh, he needs yeah. to get paid. But there's only one. 
Chris Jones tonight watching the game from the yeah. suite. Yeah. And, and you know, last time I checked, Brian Burns don't got two Super Bowls. He doesn't. Last time I checked, Brian Burns ain't closed games out to get them two Super Bowl rings. No, sir. Nick Bosa ain't even got that, but the Niners got him up in there because he's paid, right? So for me, I think Chris Jones is different than Brian Burns and them. He has proven year in and year out that you guys do not win, have them Super Bowl rings without me. And if you are watching the Kansas City Chiefs play, yes, Patty Mahomes, MVP, uh, Super Bowls, league, and all that, if Chris is not in that building, they do not get there, period. Right? So for me, Brian Burns ain't even on Chris Jones' level from what Chris Jones has done in this National Football League. He has earned the right to sit out and hold out until he gets his money from what he's done. But it's, it's bigger than that part. It's even bigger than that. It's more of like they want you to do that. You know what? If, if the contract is close, we can't get it done. He's going to play with his teammates, mm-hmm. right? And then if something happens, I'm not going to wood. If something happens, then what? Then, then what? Mm-hmm. Right? Then they're going to play again. Well, he is hurt. He is injured. <laughs> yeah. So I like that Chris Jones is doing that. Hey, man, I need my money before I step on this field. I think Joe Burrow. I think they'll get that deal done before he plays a game. I, I can't see a player that good that means that much to the franchise go out there and play without a new contract. I'll give you a quick story. When we was in, we, last year we went to the Rams game and we watched the Rams play the, the Bills, Bills yep. right? Josh Allen slapped them up, right? Yeesh. We was talking to an agent. I won't say his name, but mm-hmm. this agent has a lot of the top quarterbacks, some of the top money. Mm-hmm. And, he, and it was Lamar Jackson going through the whole contract and he said, I wouldn't let Lamar Jackson even step in a practice facility, not even the field, this facility yeah. without getting a new contract. And the crazy thing is this, Lamar Jackson, everything possible. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a quarterback or player do everything as a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Come to the meeting room, come to mini camp with no contract. Still doing it. I thought it was crazy. And then that ain't even getting paid, being mm-hmm. a nice guy. Yep. So you're telling me being a bad guy is wrong? You tripping. It's, it's not about... Ching, ching! It, it, it's all the emotions and the playing for my guys and not letting the fans down. And uh, you're going to affect this game and then we, that might hurt us because you weren't there in the Super Bowl run. All that is wonderful. Put it in a book. Get the paper, sign the contract, and I will be there. And we can make it as romantic as you want to make it. (laughs) But until that happens, I'm going to have to be cold. And that's just what it is. This is about money. There's no romance here. Sign the paper. That's all there is to it. He's putting his body on the line. He's won the Super Bowls for them. Did everything he's supposed to do. Now he has to get paid. There's there's no romance to it. Does any team, you're you're retired now, you're retired. Does any teams ever call you? No. Does any teams ever call you? Only one team calls me. That because, I mean, you know, I'm the lean rusher here. But once you're done in the league, it's over. Yeah. Right? If I, if I had done as much as I did in the league, a lot of teams wouldn't just be letting me do this, let me do this. Mm-hmm. They don't care about you. I mean, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. I got to get my money right now. Pockets no looking fat. And, 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 and I'm with Shady because I'm – Come on. We, we was out there. When, when dudes used to hold out, we was out there at practice to the GM like, what's going on? How's it looking? How's it looking for you? <laughs> like, like bro, I got to get here. We, we trying to accomplish this thing. On, we man. can't get it done without him. So, you know, like, hey, it ain't never on the player. Hey, come on now. Rest in peace, Ted, but come on, get him in here now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we need that boy to go get a W. Oh, well, Chris Johnson will be in the stadium, and Chris Jones will be in the stadium, but not on the field. We will see how it turns out and works out for the Chiefs. Okay, when we return, I'm going to pick the six NFL locks. What I mean by that is who do I guarantee will win in week one? And then we don't talk about it. That's next on Speed. Oh, you're doing locks. Locks. Let me get my pen out. <laughs> my best together. Harper hits one in the air, looks back, it goes! Harper, the swing of his life! 
MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep. Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, family, it is time for a pick six. Now, look, there are a lot of big-time games this weekend, but I'm going to pick the six locks, meaning the six teams that I guarantee will win in week one. Now, the first one might be the most interesting, the Ravens versus the Texans. Lamar Jackson, he got to be a lock. He's got to be a lock. I mean, C.J. Stroud is the quarterback for the Texans, and he has the least experience of any rookie in the preseason. He played the least amount of action of all the rookie quarterbacks, so that's a lock for the Ravens. Now get this one. Up next, you got the Jags and you got the Colts. Again, rookie quarterbacks, I'm betting against them in week one. Give me Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. They'll go ahead and put their foot on the Colts' neck and get it done. After that, Eagles, Patriots. Now, the Eagles' offense scored 25 points or more 10 times last season. The Patriots' offense scored 25 points or less 11 times. Deciding factor, Eagles' offense. Eagles win. It's a lot. Commanders, Cardinals. Come on now. The Cardinals have to lose. No, no, seriously. They, they have to lose. They're trying to tank. They want the number one overall pick. Lock, Commanders. That's done. Seahawks, Rams. Cooper Cup, hamstring, out. The rest of the receiving core has one 500-yard season combined. And Matthew Stafford can't even get along with the Young Bucks. His, well, his wife's words, not mine. Seahawks, get it done. Lock. Cowboys, Giants. Dak Prescott, he has beat the Giants 10 consecutive games. Wow. He has not lost to the Giants since 2016, his rookie year. Cowboys over the Giants. Lock. Mm. To the desk. Ooh. Two five. Cowboys. That's a good number with Dak. I didn't know that. Ten straight. Wow. Ain't lost since 2016. They just got to watch the tape against the other teams that throw picks too. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Shane, let me ask you this. A lot of games this weekend, some more meaningful than others, but what's the most important game of the week for you? It's got to be the AFC East. It's got to be the Jets versus them Bills. Ooh. Listen, Hard Knocks done did the hard work already. They done hyped it up. <laughs> Right, you get the Hall of Famer coming in to the Big Apple, right? Play with the Jets. You go out there and get Dalvin Cook, running back. You got Sauce Gardner, you got Gary Wilson. Hey, they didn't hype it up already. Mm. Now you look at the, the, the Bills. Are oh, the Bills, are they over the hill already? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, they've been good for so many years. Now they're not. Is Josh Allen going to win the MVP? Is he not? I don't know. So I think this is a big game. I think Coach Salah said that he wants to take over the AFC. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. said that? That's fighting words. Those are fighting words. <laughs> so I got to say, that's the biggest game, biggest matchup in week one. Shady, most important thing in that game, is it Josh Allen? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Is it Robert Salah? Is it Sean McDermott? It's A-Rod. Mm. They said they get A-Rod, they're going to win a championship. Mm. They said they get A-Rod, it's, it's a different team. Well, they well. said they get a quarterback, it's a different team. There it is. Well, you got him. Well. And, he, and you got a really, really good one. So we're going to see. A-Rod told the world that, hey, listen, I'm in a dream. I'm in my dream. He, right? he said right? that. I got to pitch myself sometimes. He said that. He said I got to pitch yourself sometimes. Think about that. Oh, it's a lot. It's real. So all I'm saying is this: you got the quarterback you need as the head coach. You got your defense. 
It's either put up or shut up. Woo! And if they don't put up, oh, my God, I'm going to make sure they shut up. Uh, <laughs> yes, very sir. well said. Oh, one week, you're going to make sure they shut up. Huh? I love okay. Shady coming over to my okay. side. It took a long time. It took I'm a long offseason. We're here now. I got to go with Bengals-Browns. I hear you, and that, that, that game is big. But to me, this division is going to be closer than the AFC East. It's going to come down to the wire. So this game in game one is going to affect the playoff picture for this division at the end of the season. So there are some games this, this week one where we're like, okay, it's not the end of the world if they lose. It's going to be serious for whoever loses this. They're, they're behind in the division. We don't know what Joe Burrow's going to look like. He's saying he's healthy. I'm going to take his word for it. But they, they started out slow last year, and it affected them at the end of the season. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, pressure's on, no more excuses, yeah. $230 million, you got a whole offseason, nice mm. and quiet, go out here and deliver. So there's a lot to watch in this game, but it's also very important for whoever gets this game in this division. AFC North, which I think is the best division in football, I think it will be what we thought the AFC West was going to be last year. Yeah, we all go in division games, and I'm sticking with one that was on Acho's list, and that's Cowboys-Giants. It's so many storylines when we're talking this, right? We're talking new offensive coordinator slash head coach yep. calling the plays, right? Quarterback struggled last year, missed five games, still led the league in interceptions, right? We want to see that. Then we all believe in Dayball and the Giants, right? You sign your quarterback to big-time money, right? You find a way to get Saquon Barkley in there. You're not surprising nobody no more. Ain't nobody sleeping on you no more. How is this going to look now that you know that you finna get everybody's best shot out there in New York? So I'm looking at this game because is the Giants a really good football team or was that a fluke last year, mm. right? Can Mike McCarthy get this offense off to the right start with Dak Prescott and get this thing rolling? And the Cowboys look like the Super Bowl contender. A lot of people believe that they are with this roster. It's a lot of question marks. And on top of that, it's in the division. I want to go through each of you all's matchups one by one and ask you all which quarterback in your mind has more pressure. James, we'll start with you. Man. Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones. For context, Daniel Jones signed a two-year, $80-plus million deal in this offseason. Dak Prescott led the league in interceptions, though he missed five games last year. Both of these quarterbacks have an enormous amount of pressure. Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, who has more pressure? Uh, very simple. Dak Prescott. We are, last time I checked, I don't think it's nobody picking the Giants to go to the Super Bowl, right? If they get to the playoffs and win a playoff game, cool, good job, Daniel Jones. With this roster that Dak Prescott has... With the money that Dak Prescott has, with Dak Prescott showing us he's capable of getting his team to 12 win seasons back-to-back into the playoff, and you leading the league in interceptions last year, he has to play well, right? Everybody believes that he's the piece that's holding the Cowboys back. He has to play well. All the pressure is on Dak Prescott to go out here and play well and get this dub. And find a way to win, man. Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson. Now, Deshaun Watson, $230 million fully this guaranteed. By the time Joe Burrow signs his deal, uh, there is a chance that is- Joe Burrow will not just exceed that deal in average annual value, but given how quiet it has been and how long it has taken, there is a chance that Joe Burrow could monetarily supersede Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed $230 million deal. I wouldn't p- put it past Joe Burrow. Burrow, Watson, this more pressure. I might put it past the Bengals, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, that could happen. But Joe Burrow took the Bengals to the Super Bowl and took the Bengals to an AFC Championship game. Deshaun Watson, we haven't seen anything in Cleveland yet. We haven't seen anything really from him in almost over two years. And even then, they weren't really winning games. So all the pressure is on Deshaun Watson. Even the the $230 million aside, which is obviously the most guaranteed money for that position and in the league, 
They brought you in here to do something. You had they had a quarterback that was that won a playoff game. They had somebody they took number one overall. They had their franchise guy and they moved off of him for you. We've seen what he's capable of being when he can play at his best. We know what Joe Burrow is right now. We don't have any questions about it. We don't know what Deshaun Watson's able to do with the Cleveland Browns, who for whatever reason find a way to mess it up. Every different kind of just just be remixing mess ups every single year. So it's absolutely on Deshaun Watson this season and between these two, it's not even a question. Shady, maybe the most intriguing of them all. We're all awaiting the game Monday night. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, reminder America, 2021, Aaron Rodgers won the league MVP. Josh Allen was the runner-up for league MVP in that season. Two of the top quarterbacks in all of football, Bills, Jets. More pressure, Rodgers, Allen. Mm. You see Hard Knocks. Uh, I did. Uh, it got to be Rodgers. Um, I just think that he's the more accomplished quarterback. Yep. I think that he's uh, surely talked about the most out of any other player in the league. He's been talked about a lot. When you bring yourself to New York and with the resume he has, and they say the only thing we need is a quarterback, they didn't just go out there and get like a, a bridge quarterback. They went and got a, a Hall of Famer. So it got to be on Aaron Rodgers. The cool thing about this is I remember when Josh Allen was a rookie, and we're in Buffalo, and um, he would do all the Aaron Rodgers, like, throws, you know, how he does a little flick and everything. <laughs> and I would joke, I'm like, man, you're not Aaron Rodgers. So it's cool to see them guys head-to-head in, um, in the same division. It's a division game, so I think most of the pressure is on Aaron Rodgers. Do you think the Jets need this game more than the Bills? Do the Jets need to make a huge um, statement, or and, do the Bills need to show they're still for real? No, no, no. They're at home. The Jets are at home. I think this is a statement game. Like, hey, man, the anticipation for this game is big, right? Every Jets fan for the last 100 years. They're excited about this. Mm-hmm. Even we are. Like, I'm excited to see, are the Jets really a good team? No question. Were they really missing a quarterback? And if they go in this game, and I say this play extremely well, like, that gives the, the, the fans, that gives the, the us on TV something to talk about. Like, wow, maybe the Jets are for real. If they go in that game and they look bad, they don't look that good, it's like, yo, man, what are we, what are we talking about? Do we waste our time? Do we think that we was going to be something he's not? So I think this game is so big because you have Aaron Rodgers and you have that Jets team where they have a great defense. All they needed was a quarterback. Jay, you won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, so you take us to break. Many, many years ago. Let me Will, that's all good. What are your expectations for Rodgers week one? Mm, be honest. Ooh. Um, my expectation is high for 12, and the reason why is I'm trying to figure out where this pass rush is coming from without Novon Miller over there. So I, I, I mm. think, you know, the question mark was this offensive line. I think the Jets are really, really lucky to open up with them without Von Miller and have to deal with that with, with trying to shuffle and figure out what they're going to do with the offensive line, finding pieces. So I think Aaron Rodgers will have the time. I think they will run the ball well. But if I know Aaron Rodgers, AR8 now, he loves making impressions, mm-hmm. right? And he knows how big this first impression is in New York, right? So... I remember when we were down in London, he always wanted to play in London, but obviously the Packers season tickets being sold out, they never wanted to give up a home game, right? So even though he did not play well against the Giants, right when I see him, he said, man, I'm trying to throw for six touchdowns. This is my first time that the London fans get to see. Like, that's how he said. That's that's what he said to me on the field. So I know week one, opening up at the crib. Yo, you want, he wants his first impression to be big. I think he will have a big game. I'm, I'm saying the least, folks. Very quickly, what's more important, that the Jets win or that Aaron Rodgers dominates? Jets W. Oh. Jet, Jets W. Fascinating. Well, Aaron Rodgers has won eight consecutive Monday night games. We will see if he makes okay, Aaron, that okay. nine. Okay, okay. Well, what we don't have to wait as long to see, Chiefs, Lions, tonight. We're a little bit over 
three hours away. A little bit under three hours away. Thank God it's coming sooner than I thought. Will Travis Kelsey play? Will he miss the opener? Should he sit out? Should he play? That's next on Speak. We debate it all. Hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we are in overtime. We have to revisit the most important subject, the most important name for the next, really, three hours. Travis Kelsey. He's listed at questionable for tonight's game. One of the best players in the history of the National Football League. Remember, he hyperextended his knee earlier this week. But a report just came out to say he is pleading with Andy Reid and team trainers to play tonight. Shady, you know those trainers very, very well. Shady sources might chime in later in this block. Stick around for it. Um, Joy, I do not think Travis Kelsey should play tonight under really any circumstance. The first thing I hear is, you only plead with somebody to do something if you probably shouldn't be doing it in the first place. Yeah. You plead with your mom and dad to let you go to that party. You plead with your mom and dad to let you come back after curfew. You only plead with somebody or for something that probably doesn't need to occur. So Travis Kelsey pleading to play tonight is already telling me clearly the coaches, trainers, manager, general manager, owner must know something that says there's a reason to sit him. But my greater thought, Joy, is if he doesn't play tonight, Travis Kelsey would get roughly 12 days of rest from when he got injured, I believe it was Tuesday, to when he has to play next Sunday. If he does play tonight, he only got two days off from injury to game. Give me 12 days over two days when you're talking about 120 days, 160 days, 200 days until the Super Bowl. That's why I think, Joy, he shouldn't play tonight regardless of his health status. Well, it's a micro mentality over macro, and this is a macro team. They're concerned about winning a championship. They're not concerned about making a good impression to the NFL by beating the Lions at home. Now, obviously, they want to win this game, and I think they're going to win this game without Travis Kelsey. And they clearly feel like they can also win this game without <laughs> Travis Kelsey, or they wouldn't be pleading. They wouldn't, that conversation wouldn't be happening. He would just be playing if he's feeling like he can be out there. The resting to me is the biggest point. You go into a season injured, you're going to leave it injured. That's just, you don't have enough time to rest. So if he's feeling like he can play and he wants to play at that level, and obviously in some situations you do have to protect athletes from themselves, yeah. the bigger point is why? It's game, it's game one. You worried about having him at the end of the season healthy. Ten days off, or maybe even more. Extra ten. Yeah, yeah. like an extra, extra ten. ten. Like let him, let him rest. This is, this is not vital. This isn't... I don't want to brush any game off as not a must-win, especially in the AFC, but I think they can win without him, and it's more important in the macro sense to have him throughout the season. I understand um, at one point you got to protect players from themselves. I was one of those players. If I see my helmet, I'm putting my shoulder pads and helmet on. I don't care what the, <laughs> what the situation is. I don't care if y'all stopping me. I'm the way I was raised. I'm going out here. I'm playing ball. I done seen people sit in the training rooms, and I'm sure you guys have too, where you've been, your hemi been hurt for five weeks. You ain't even that fast. Get your butt out here and let's play. But it's just some dudes that's like that. They ain't built like that, right? That's why I say our game's getting a little softer. Kelsey's a dog. He is. Kelsey don't he miss is. games. He does not. We talked about it earlier. He missed he two games yeah. since, since Patrick Mahomes has been in there. He likes taking this football field. So that's why you hear him in there. Let me go out there 
And look what we're talking about. We just won the Super Bowl. We in Arrowhead, adrenaline kicking, right? We finna, I don't know if they're going to show the rings, whatever you may do, but we finna have all type of stuff going on. I'm going out there, man. But that's just the way he's built. He yep. does not miss football games. That's why he's playing with them. And I agree with you. I don't care if it's the Detroit Lions. I don't care if it's Houston, Texas. I don't care if it's the Buffalo Bills. I'm going out there. Yeah, I love it. I love his pleading to play. But I think one thing is, hey, man, like you talked about, sometimes you need somebody to hold you back. Yeah. You know what? Not, not right here. I think the reason why they should hold him off and don't play him is because it's the Lions, right? If I've never been 100% healthy in this league, but in week one, I'm always as healthy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because week two, week three, we banged up. Banged up. Nobody's going to be the same. Nobody's going to be 100%. But if you could be 100% week one, that's what everybody is. So if you're not, you can't play. Mm-hmm. The good thing is that one of their trainers, the head trainer, Rick Burtholder, is one of the best in the game. And I'm sure that he won't let him go out there if he's not 100%. Yeah. That's one thing about Andy Reid and that training staff. They, they don't play about that. They mm-hmm. care about the player, about the family, and, or the person first and then the player second. Yeah. Remember, we most notably recall Patrick Mahomes in the playoff game versus That's the Jags. Right. That's right. Begging That's right. Andy Reid, let me in, let me in, let me in. Andy Reid was like, chill, you're not going in this game till you go to the locker room and get x-rayed. Yeah. After halftime, we'll talk about it. That was the playoffs. This is week one. Right. Let's talk about it with a little more nuance. I do believe, like Joy said, the AFC, it will be tight. Yeah. But when you think about tiebreakers, that is if the Bengals and the Chiefs have the same record, if the yeah, Bengals exactly. and the Ravens have the same record, the first thing you do is you go head-to-head. Yeah. Well, who won between those two teams? Then after you go head-to-head, you start looking at common opponents. Right. You look at divisional record. You don't look at the NFC opponent until way down on the rung. Yeah. So even if there is a tiebreaker between the Chiefs and the Bengals, the Chiefs and the Bills, the Chiefs and the Jets, the Chiefs and the Dolphins, the Chiefs and the Ravens, the Chiefs and the Browns, this Lions game is as meaningless as a game can be Mm, in the grand scheme of things. If it was the Bengals, James, I'd give a different answer, probably. If it was the Bengals, I'd be like, eh, test it out for a quarter. Mm. But because it's the Lions, you should be able to beat them without Travis Kelsey. That's why I'm like, even if he is a dog, because Kelsey does not miss games. I believe he may have missed one game since his rookie season. Andy, help me with that, please, uh, here shortly. Kelsey does not miss games, but this one, he got to miss. And all that makes sense, right? those Those are great points. But you got to look at the player, right? And we just said since his rookie year, maybe two games. Two Week 17 games it, that weren't due to injury. Exactly, they were already that locked That don't mean in. nothing. So just mentality-wise, this dude does not miss football games. So as I'm hearing you talking, as he pleading with him, he, he got the same mindset I got. Go on with what y'all talking about. <laughs> you know, like this is what I do. I take the football field and play games. Every game is meaningful to me. You know what I mean? So for me, I understand what y'all saying, long run and all that, and get ready for week two. You got rest, 10 days to rest and all that. Travis Kelsey ain't thinking about that. Let me go out here to help my team win football games. Go ahead. No, because we do know the playoffs last year, Cincinnati and and, um, Kansas City Chiefs, home field came down to one game. It did. Absolutely did. I just hated players that didn't didn't feel like Kelsey, right? Like if if you can go out there and play, you might have a little pain and you want to play, I understand that. It's the other players I can't stand. Like, That's you, what I'm saying. Bro, you always in the training room. Always. You always here? We can't make you go play. You know? Right? Your shoulder hurt? You done? <laughs> I hate a person like that. So to know that Travis is like that, I love it. Okay, Joy, gives us a bird's eye view, though, because obviously sometimes we as athletes can be so far in the forest that we can't see the trees. Oh, we got to play. We athletes. We got to play. We players. We got to play. We got to play. Give us a more bird's eye view perspective of this whole thing. Travis Kelsey has earned the right to not play because everybody knows he's tough. For context, again, he's missed one game because of COVID and two weeks, 17 games since his rookie season back in, I believe, maybe 2014. So Travis Kelsey does not miss games. Mm. Bird's eye view. Mm. Any issue with him not playing? 
No, of course not. I, all those things that you said are true, and, and he does play all these games. He doesn't miss games. He accounts for a quarter of their offense. They're not worried about this game. I think they can win without this game. Guess who else thinks that? Vegas, because they're still favored by four and a half. So this is not a situation where he's, he's needed to that level. Yes, this game might end up mattering at the end of the season. No game is completely meaningless. But I think they can win without him. And if what's, a, what's, what's the risk-reward? Risk mm. You risk him going out there, something catastrophic happens, and you don't have him for the entire season. That's bad. Or you lose to the Lions in week one because you don't have the production that you need. It's not even comparable. It's not a comparable risk-reward. So, to me, that makes the question very easy. Know that this might just be a pain threshold thing. We don't know exactly the nuance of this particular injury. We know it's a knee, which obviously makes everybody squeamish because it's lower extremity, and that can, that can turn bad very quickly. Maybe it's just a pain threshold thing, but it doesn't matter. Get as healthy as you can. This is week one against the Lions. They can win without you. And the risk-reward of potentially putting him out there and it going badly for the entire season over losing to the Lions is just, it's not even a conversation. Man, you know, pride is something else, you know, because I'm listening to Joy talk, and that's how the trainers was talking to me. And I'm looking like, huh, <laughs> I'm going out there, boss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be, I hear you what you say. I can hurt it a little bit more. I can do all <laughs> Doc, I'm taking this football field, man. You know, I'm going to have to live with these consequences, man. So that's, that's, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that is so, so true. Well, we will see what happens in a little over two hours. We are almost here. But get this. Y'all know we can't let y'all go without making our predictions. Who's going to win MVP? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who's going to win Defensive Player of the Year? How about Coach of the Year? We make our predictions for every single most meaningful award when we return. It's about to get wild. Next on Speak. All right, family, we are in a hurry-up offense. The most exciting topic of the day. As the NFL season starts in a couple hours, we have to make our picks. Y'all screen record us. Y'all post it on Twitter. Y'all hold us accountable to the truth of today. Starting it off, we have to pick the conference championship games plus the Super Bowl. I will go first. I'm going to say we are going to see the same thing we saw last year. Bengals Chiefs, Eagles Niners. Same, but I believe the same. Bengals will win this time, mm. and I believe the Niners will win this time. We will see the Bengals and the Niners in the Super Bowl. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Ooh. Kyle Shanahan gets it done mm. for the first time. <laughs> That's where I'm at today on September 7th. Mm. Joy, what is yours? All right, well, I'm going Eagles over the Niners Ooh. in the NFC Championship okay, game. Okay, okay, okay. And I think we see the Bills and Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. The Bills go? This time the Bills go. Good, good. But the Eagles get it done. Fly Eagles fly, baby. Fly Eagles fly. Ooh, man. So I guess I'm the only one that's a little cuckoo over here, right? <laughs> okay, because I am going NFC Championship. I'm going Cowboys Saints. I like Derek Carr and the Saints and that defense over there. I'm going Cowboys Saints. Okay. As you can see, I got the Cowboys winning. And then I got AR-12's dream season happening. Jets, <laughs> Bengals, AR-8. Not AR-12 no more. I, I wish you I like, I like all of it except for the, uh, Going up the, the, the Cowboys. There's a couple you of them. like the Cowboys in there? I think you're going one for Thank four. You to the NFC Championship I believe game. in Coach you're, Mike. You're a good friend. You're you're a friend. friend. <laughs> um, um, I'm going anyway. I'm going with the NFC Eagles. Oh, I, I'm a great friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just, we just went there last year. We, 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 Eagles versus the Niners. Eagles over the Niners. And then I'm going with the Chiefs. 
over the Jets. I think the Jets can get there. Yeah. I just, I just but the Eagles win. Eagles win the Super Bowl. Back to back. Back to back. Eagles. Eagles. Come on Super now. Bowl. Okay. Y'all, 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 y'all faith in the Niners. Actually, I have the Shady Bowl on mine also because it's Eagles Bills. Why is the faith in the Niners so strong from everybody? You said the Saints. I got to get to the NFC Championship game. I got faith in Kyle Shanahan. I don't have them going to the Super Bowl. Wait, you said the Saints, though. Like, what are we talking about? And then the Cowboys, they don't, then they went 28 years, 25? Yeah. It's a long, different football season every year. I like it. Okay, well, it's a different football season, which means there might be a different defensive player of the year. Let's have some fun with that one. it is. Last year, it was Nick Bosa. He just got $170 million. Guess who's playing for a contract this time? No, Micah Parsons and Shady. That is my answer. Obviously, I see that's yours. Joy, that's yours. But, James, you're the lone wolf. Yeah, I'm the lone wolf. Man, Raider Nation, stand up, man. Mad Max Crosby. Mad Max, I think he's going to have 20-plus sacks this season. I really think he gets it done. We all know if he stays healthy, the way he plays, nothing taken away from Micah. He a goon out there, too. But I got Mad Max. I'm rocking with Raider Nation. In Micah, right Micah is the, the best athlete in the whole NFL right now. Mm. Think about it for I a second. Yeah. I won't argue. I won't argue. You can put him at linebacker, the end, running backs, tight end. You can put him everywhere. I, I think will. that might take away from his stats a little bit, though. Mad Max coming off that edge. Joy, why do you think it's Micah's year? Where you at on Micah? It just feels like it. It feels it's like time. his year. They, they got a lot of extra stuff going on on the defense that's going to end up helping him out, and he's going to come into his own this year. He's, I mean, he's already been that, but take imagine Micah as good as he is taking another step up. I think he has to. Like, if I'm being honest, that's what I need to see from Micah. 13 and a half sacks, 13 and a half sacks. That's good. It's not elite. Yeah. Elite is what Bosa did last year at 18 and a half. Yeah. Elite is what we have seen J.J. Watt do at 20 and a half. Elite is what we've seen Alden Smith do at 19 and a half. Elite is what we've seen Jason Pierre-Paul do, Robert Quinn do. I need to see Micah do what he's so capable of doing. I think he will. I think he wins Defensive Player of the Year like you two on the far end. James, I'm going to be honest. If you pick another person that has an association to you, I'm calling you. I'm out. just Come saying. On, I'm calling you. Derek Carr is the quarterback I, for the Saints, and Max Crosby I, played for the Raiders. The Saints, I swear on, to on God. The real, though, I think the Cowboys are going to hurt Micah's chances from winning Defensive Player of the Year. Not that he's not going to have an impact, but what I'm saying is, if Bosa had 18 and a half sacks or 20, mm-hmm. 20 sacks, yeah. and Micah's playing linebacker and he and he has 15, no, 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 I'm no, no. telling that that's possibly going to hurt him the way they the but way what, they What about now they have two lockdown corners? You I, heard, I, I love all that. You ever heard of a cover sack? Cover sack. They all cover up sack. You that's Michael Parsons right Zach. there. Yeah, I, I can't tough. wait to yep. see it. Okay, this might be the most intriguing pick. Coach of the year, y'all. Coach of the year. It's a fascinating one. Now, I'm coming out of left field and saying this gentleman will get his first Coach of the Year award. That is Pete Carroll. Ooh. Oh, I think the Seahawks win 11 or 12 games. And if they win 11 or 12 games, then I wouldn't be stretched to see the Seahawks win that division. Niners don't mind winning games in the playoffs on the road. I think Pete Carroll wins Coach of the Year this year. 2-5, explain your choice, Dan Campbell. No, 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 no. Call it first. Go me. He's having a crazy day today, yo. Check his cup. Check his cup. Listen, listen, listen What's in me. his cup? Listen to me. You Yo. said his name. You said his name, so all I gotta do is say Coach E now. But listen. What? We seen Coach of the Year last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. We seen Brian Dable. Nine wins. Right? But the change around. Right? This division, we can say, is worse. You're right. What? So I think what? he has a chance to get eight, nine wins and look the right way and really? walk out of there with coach of the year and eight, nine wins. Who knows? Let me ask you this. Have you at the top of that put, put it in but real quick, real quick, real quick. I think, what, I think what might hurt your argument, though, is we think so highly of Justin Fields as a talent. 
maybe not as a quarterback, as a talent. We thought terribly of Daniel Jones. Well, just look at the Bears. Look at the Bears last year, right? Mm -hmm. And when you look at the Giants last year and seeing what Coach Dayball got out of him and to get to them nine wins or whatever they got to, nine wins. Sign that, though. I will sign that. But I know it sounds crazy, but nine wins for the Chicago Bears can get their head coach. The uh, coach of the year. I see Sign your mentality also because of how they gave the coach of the year last year. It was based on improvement, Thank not necessarily the best. The best, the best. Yeah, yeah, the best. Yeah, sign that. I, I'm going Doug Peterson. I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to take a big step up this year. I think they're going to win the division. That's crazy. And he's going to have some unbelievable uh, statistics. So I think they're going to have a great season. I'm going with Doug Peterson. Before I go, I want to make sure we're clear. So you said that. Yeah. That that the Bears, right? Nine wins. Nine wins. All right, you signed it. Okay, Shady, you you had Dan Campbell. We got to roll to MVP. Okay. I want to hear your MVP pick first and foremost. Who Where are you at on winning the MVP? It started with Lamar, Justin Ember. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Listen, listen. The last time we threw the ball this much, you know what happened? Another MVP. Got him some weapons. Got him a new office coordinator. Yeah, he can run or throw. I like that, Shady. I like it so much that I obviously chose Lamar Jackson as well. I think Lamar Jackson will be the first four thousand. 100,000 guy. Justin Fields might also do the same, but Lamar will be more efficient. Joy Taylor, Justin. Listen, they love them some stats for this for this award. I think he's going to have a lot of numbers. I think they're going to win a lot of games. What's going to happen in the postseason? We'll find out. Maybe he'll get his first uh, postseason win. But this is a regular season award, and I think he's going to have the stats and the wins to do it. That's really how they judge this award at this point. It's it's the wins, team success, and what do you do statistically? So I'm, I'm off to a good uh, ending right now because um, I don't like the Bears and I picked the Bears coach. And I don't even really know Joe B. But I do know, where'd you have him going? Where'd you have the Bengals oh, going? Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Super so, Bowl. if they're going to get there, Joe, Joe Burrow is going yeah. to have to go Correct. crazy and have himself one of those years. And I think he can do it. I think it's time that he steps up, right? Everybody always was saying head-to-head. He kind of owned Patty Mahomes. Right. Patty got him last year, but... I think Joey B gonna get that thing done. Joe Burrow, 69 passing touchdowns combined the last two seasons. Mm. On average, 34 and a half. That's He's a dude. Good. Okay, breaking news. Travis Kelsey officially out ah. tonight against the Lions. That might change y'all's bets. That might change y'all's fantasy lineup. But it will change the conversation when we return. How big a deal is that and why? Next on Speak. We go ahead and swap him out right now. I had Kelsey too, man. We are in our two-minute drill. Nothing more urgent than this breaking news. Travis Kelsey reportedly out tonight mm. against the Lions, but he might try to give it another go before kickoff. Shady, you played with the Chiefs. You won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. You know Travis Kelsey. How big a deal is this loss to the Chiefs offense? Oh, it's a big, big deal. I mean, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the game, and he's the biggest offensive threat in the game for sure. But I think they'll still get it done. Andy Reid's really a great coach, and I think um, you have one of the best quarterbacks, not one of the, the best quarterback in the league. They'll get it done tonight. And Good. I always look at it from a standpoint to even if he's out there not catching passes, he's a factor. Him not being out yeah. there changes the whole defense for the Detroit Lions. You do not have to double him. You do not have to have extra eyes on him. This is huge. The security blanket is gone. Patrick Mahomes is going to be Patrick Mahomes, or he's going to have to do a little bit more tonight. I'm excited to see it. Mm. I, think, I think they still win by three. So Lions cover, mm. but... Yeah. I'm so like, the defense team. is going to be so happy for Detroit. You got the Chiefs winning. You got the Chiefs winning. James, I haven't you got any prediction how my list yet. been going. I got Detroit. I got the upset. 
He's this. I like mean, Detroit. James, who makes your picks? Huh? Like, do you do you make these picks? Yeah, or, like, boy. you close your eyes and you just. <laughs> oh, who, you know, oh, who makes your cut? I just have. Yeah, who makes your cut? I have an interesting way of yeah. seeing the football. You let your youngins. You know what I'm saying? You be like, hey, hey, little man. Don't hey, go ahead and make when these we're picks all watching this game together in Detroit and stuff, all these boys, I'm just gonna be sitting there eating my barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but tonight, we're drinking water, though. We're drinking water at your house. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know what. Y'all are drinking water. Y'all are drinking water. Just make sure he hydrates, okay? Night, Just make sure he hydrates. Look, family, we have waited 207 days, but now we don't even have to wait two hours. It's about to be kickoff to week one. We'll be with y'all all season. Right. We gonna catch a game tonight. Y'all yo, catch yo. it, then meet us back here tomorrow. Party Thanks, at Acho's crib. <laughs> I seen the address. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Raise heaven's neck. <laughs>